Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Yeah. Conversations with Lakeisha. That is William Murphy and Settle Here. And my God, I promise you, if you will just invoke the Holy Spirit, if you'll just invite him in, if you'll say to him without a doubt, I need you to settle here and settle in your house, settle in your finances, settle in your ministry, settle in your marriage, settle on your purpose. If you will just invite him in and ask him, to settle here. Lord, I need you to settle here. I need you to settle on this devotional. I need you to settle on my home. I need you to settle on my children. I need you to settle on my ministry, Lord. I need you to settle here. I don't need you to move from this place. I bind every principality, every spirit of darkness that's trying to prevent you from being in this place, from being in this devotional every demonic present, every entity that's been trying to come against my house, against my finances, against my life. I buy you back to the pits of hell from which you came, Lord God. And I thank you, Jesus. I'm, inv- I'm inviting you in, Lord God, to settle here, 
to be involved in this devotional today, to be involved in our life, to be amongst your people. Father God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord God, we just asking you to settle here, to sit amongst us, to be with us, to be all in us, to be all through us, to take us over, to manifest in our thoughts, to manifest in our mind, to manifest in our hearts, to manifest in our spirits. Lord God, we're just inviting you in this morning. Please settle here. Let your angels go before us this day. Jesus, we need you. We need your mercy. We need your grace. We need your favor. We need your love. We need your healing power. So we are inviting you in just to settle here, to tear down strongholds, to tear down walls, to break and destroy yokes. Come on, Holy Spirit. Settle here. Settle here in the name of Jesus. Settle here, Lord God. We need you. We need to experience you today. Fill our cup, Lord God. Fill our cup. Bless us indeed. Enlarge our territory. Increase our capacity, Father. We thank you. We invite you. We invoke you. And we just say simply settle here. Settle here, Jesus. Settle here, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your grace is sufficient for me. Your grace is sufficient for me. Your grace is sufficient, Lord God. And I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Settle here, settle here, settle here, settle here, settle here. I dare you to ask him to settle here. I dare you to. I dare you to play, pray real big and bold and ask him to settle here. Just to say, Lord, I need you. I need you, Father. I need you to settle here. I need you to settle in my mind. I need you to saturate me in your presence. I need you to settle here. I need you to be in me. I need you to be all the way through me. I need you to be involved in everything I have. Settle here. I need you to settle here. Settle here. Settle in my home. Settle in my home. Settle in my home, Lord God. I need you to settle here. Invite him in to settle here. And watch what he does for you today. It's just something about the presence of God. Can we just bless his name for just a minute or two? Can we just thank him and then we'll get right into the word today. Father God, we thank you. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you, my shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, I thank you for all my ministry partners, all my covenant partners, Lord God. All of those that partner with this ministry, Father God, through prayer and through seed and through tithe and through sowing, I just plead the blood of Jesus over them today, Lord God. I thank you for them, Lord God. I thank you for being sovereign in their life. I thank you for answering their prayers, Lord God. I thank you for moving upon their hearts, Lord God. I thank you for giving them clarity and giving them vision, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, that a fresh anointing is falling on them today. Father God, that you're opening up doors of opportunity, that you're giving them the wisdom they need, that you're giving them the clarity that they need, that you're giving them the vision that they need, that you're giving them the breakthrough that they need, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for them. I thank you for partnership. I thank you, Father God 
for multiplying every seed that they sow, Lord God. I thank you for obedience of the Holy Spirit, Lord God. And I thank you for your glory continuously arising in their life, Lord God. Let them stand in need of nothing, Father God. Father God, we thank you for your holy power today, your protection today, your provision today, your wisdom today, your knowledge today, your understanding today, your glory, my God, and your grace, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for your grace. Thank you, Lord God, for your grace. Thank you for brand new mercies, Father God. Thank you for brand new mercies, Lord God. I just thank you for daily loading us with our daily bread. I thank you, Father God. We pray, Father God, for the Bible study tonight for each and every woman that will come together, Lord God, that your glory just be filled in that place, filled at 1501 Main Street, filled online, Lord God. We thank you for the devotional this morning, that your glory just be filled in this place, Lord God, that we experience you and encounter you like never before, that we experience miracles, signs, and wonders, Lord God. We thank you for all you are and all you called us to be. Lord God, we thank you that every need is met, that no one lack nothing. Father God, give us a vision to lack nothing. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for this ministry. We thank you for this time of devotion. We thank you for friends. We thank you for family. We thank you for fellowship. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for our righteousness. We thank you that we are made precious in your sight, Father God. We thank you that you kept us from danger seen and unseen. We thank you, Father God, that you kept me from losing my mind, Lord God. Make it personal. Just make it a personal prayer, Lord God. I just thank you, Father God. I just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for changing our lives daily. Thank you for manifesting in us daily. We thank you for the devotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There go my help. There go the Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We invoke your presence, Holy Spirit. We just ask that you set us. That you just settle here. Divine appointments and divine assignments and yokes are being destroyed as we speak in the mighty name of Jesus. Floor us with your presence, Lord God. Floor us with your presence. Give us your supernatural priest, Lord God. We thank you that you settle my God, that you settle here, 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 that you rest upon us, Lord. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I feel I feel your power, Lord God. I feel your power. I feel your presence. I feel, yeah, there go, there go. I feel your anointing, Lord God. I thank you. You are destroying yokes even as we pray, even as we speak. I thank you for Jesus. 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 I thank you, 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 thank you. Just press on in just a little bit longer. Just press him on. Just give him his glory. Give him his just due. Just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Waymaker. Thank you, King of Kings. Thank you, Lord of Lords. Thank you, Great I Am. Thank you, thank you, my God. Manifesting destiny. Manifesting destinies, Lord God. We thank you for manifesting destinies, Lord God, for a power that can only come from on high. We thank you for your very presence today. My God, we thank you for your very presence today. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the glory, God. You better ask him to settle here. You better ask him, settle here. Settle. I need you to settle here. I need you to be here. I need you to be on Lakeisha. I need you to be present in my life. I need you to be present in my ministry. I need you to, if your kids are acting janky or whatever, settle. Just settle here. Ask him to settle on everything that's attached to you and everything that belongs to you. If you just ask him, Lord God, I just ask you to settle here, to be in my presence, to be in this place, to fill me with your glory, Lord God, to give me your discernment, to give me your wisdom, to give me your knowledge for this day, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus over every phone call, every text, every business deal today for all my entrepreneurs, for all my realtors, for all my store owners, Lord God, for all of those who even have transportation services, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for settling on their businesses for brand new contracts, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that every realtor is selling houses today. We thank you, Father God, miracle signs and wonders are evident in their houses, Lord God. We thank you for closing contracts and deals and everyone that's in transportation service or even desires a transportation service, Lord God. We thank you. You're opening doors to them. You're giving them new contracts, Father God. You're giving them new deals, Father God. We thank you that their transportation services live above the mark and that they are excelling and doing well, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, wherever that service is, if it's Uber, if it's a Lyft, whatever it is, Lord God, we thank you for blessing them incessantly, that you're overabundantly giving them customers and clients, that their name appears first smart God, that their name appears first, Lord God, first on the list. They're first to be called on. I thank you, Lord God, that they'll have so much business today that it will not make sense, Lord God, that it will not add up, that it can only be your glory, Lord God. I thank you for that. I thank you for transportation services. I thank you that every book is selling, that every author, Lord God, that their needs are met, that the publishing deals, the publishing companies, Lord God, and we just thank you for your glory. We thank you for the authors, for their special gift to write, Father God, for your glory in Jesus' name. Lord God, I thank you for manifesting our destinies, for a power that can only come from on high. Thank you, Lord God, that Jesus is enough for us. And that you fill our cup, that Jesus is enough for us, that we settle on that today, that we settle on our righteousness, Lord God, that we settle on who you say we are, Lord God, that we settle in your presence, Lord God, that we have the peace, my God, I feel a well and a shout. I feel a well and a shout. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. I just don't want to wake my apartment complex up. I just need the glory. If you can yell, yell for me, glory. I feel like a yell in my spirit. I feel a shout, glory. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Just settle here, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Father God, we just invoke your presence today. We thank you for your presence today. We thank you for your will. We thank you that we will not see things in our own way. In Jesus' name, amen. I promise you that I can praise God just 
on all day long. Like I have no problem worshiping him. He's been too good to me. And even when it seems like something is crazy or something is missing, he has been too, 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 too. Too, too good to me. Too, too good to me. Too, too good to me. And too often we rush from his presence and too often we don't give him enough praise and we don't give him his just due. We get so caught up in our day and we get so caught up in our moment that we just don't take enough time to praise him. And I promise you, if you'll get into a place, I promise you, where you just begin to praise him, you just begin to worship him, where you just begin to um, count it all up, when you just begin to focus on joy and strength and who he is and his love for you and how magnificent he is and how he carried you through dark times and how he just how he saw fit to appoint you and to give you a job and to give you a place to stay and to take care of you and how he kept you from losing your mind I promise you if you'll start counting it up and you'll get a heart of gratitude and you'll start focusing more on those things it will change your very life pray changed my life. Worship changed my life. It changed my life. And it just brought me into a different place that even when things around me look like they're not working, right? Even when they look like they're not working, that God is working. And it reminds me all the time that he will never leave me, that he will never forsake me, and that he's a good, good father in Jesus' name. Amen. Can y'all just say, teach Lakeisha? Teach Lakeisha. Um, we started talking about fasting. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. If this is your very first time, I am your girl Lakeisha, also known as LMJ. And you can find me and follow me absolutely anywhere on social media. You can subscribe to the website. If you subscribe to the website, you'll always know what's going on at LakeishaMJohnson.com. Um, we also have a YouTube channel, Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha and LMJ Ministries can be heard throughout the world. And the reason why is we are on podcasts absolutely everywhere. And we owe that glory and honor to our Father. So do me a favor, share the video, put it in someone's hands, tell someone to subscribe to the YouTube channel, talk to somebody about being a part of the podcast, and just invite them in. This is a family. Uh, we get together every morning and just love on each other. And we share in the word every morning. I want you to do me a favor. I want to make sure I want to make sure when you come into the presence of God, you always have something to write. You never know when God will give you a prophetic word or divine inspiration. Don't ever come into the presence of God without something to write or to take notes on. Um, there's wisdom in that. You can go back to a word that God gave and it may apply for you in later season. And so I just want you to, to, to do that tonight. We have Bible study. Uh, we also have pro programs for the homeless, feed the streets, and you can find out all that information on the website. Um, I do purpose coaching, entrepreneur training, all of that building kingdom business for God. We have so much going on in this ministry for the glory of God, for the glory of God. Um, my, my ministry team is constantly praying. If you have prayer requests, will you send them in today? Because tonight when we go to Bible study, we're going to just saturate the prayers. We're going to saturate your prayers. We're going to put them, we're going to saturate that environment for the presence and prepare the environment for the presence of God. I promise we are. So please connect. Thank you. Thank you to my partners. Y'all, we cannot, I cannot do ministry without my partners. I just cannot. So I thank you for my 
partners and I cast out every distraction. I thank you that you will not be distracted as we're sharing this word today, that you will not be distracted, that you will not be so focused on other things that you cannot hear what God is saying in this season um, because it's necessary for your life. Um, it is getting close to the end of the year and um, it has been just habitual in my life as we get closer to the end of the year um, that I am usually more in a season of fasting. So I understood what God was saying when he brought us to this for the the fact yeah that's good carolyn i like that um when, when he started talking to us about fasting that it was very clear and i told you yesterday there's going to be some things that you're just going to have to fast away and last week when we were studying on the eyes and looking at how our eyes um can become so dark and that we see through a glass darkly and that because of our eyes we may be in a position where we're not seen or hearing the Lord clearly, but we think we are because we've been operating in such a facet and in such a way that we're missing and hearing God for this season. Um, we are creatures. We're designed to be creatures of habit, um, but sometimes we have bad habits. We have habits that did not come from God. We have habits that came from um, culture, um, our parents, um, wrong thinking, wrong teaching. And we were, um, we were actually created to be divinely aligned with God and in, and commune with him 24 hours. That's why anytime you find people who are um, in commune with God 24 hours, will say, oh, they're too religious or something is strange here. And it's really not anything strange here. They're actually in alignment for God with God's will for their life. It's often we're out of alignment because nobody ever taught us that that intensity, um, the love, the things that we're expressing or experiencing was really the way that we were supposed to to live. We're supposed to live for God, uh, for the glory of God and for God's glory to be getting out of God out of every year of our life. Now, does that mean that can be experienced in all kinds of places? It does. It means every mountain and every place we're called to influence, God should be getting the glory out of our life. And so as he is pulling us into a season of As he is pulling us into a season of fasting, the goal of the fast, we talked about that, is to destroy, to, to, to destroy some yokes. We should not be fasting. We should not be praying and not leaving his presence changed. We, we, sh we should not. And it's not in the fast that he reveals to us about other people. Come on, Holy Ghost. But it's in the fast that he will begin to reveal to us things that we need for ourselves. That's why creating an altar to God is so important. And um, I'm studying right now more on the altar of God and what that looks like. But a sanctified place in which you meet God is going to be very, come on, Holy Spirit, it's going to be very important for you in this fast that you have a sanctified place in which you meet God. You have a place that you set apart. Um, I live, and, and it's easy to make excuses. So I don't want you to make excuses. I live in an apartment. Um, my bedroom and my bathroom is sanctified to God. As a matter of fact, there's certain things. I don't even have a TV in there. Um, I don't even have certain, there's just certain things that don't go in there um, that go into that part of the house that is the sanctified part of the house. There's a rug in there. There's a altar that I've built to God in there so that I can meet him in a particular place. An altar also represents, come on Holy Spirit, I wasn't even going to teach that this morning. 
an altar also represents um, a time that I set aside for God. So like this devotional, that's why I talked to you about not making the things of God casual because this devotional is sacred. This devotional isn't just us coming together um, just to, this is a very, that's why I want you to be careful about what you're dropping. I want you to be careful about uh, what you're saying during this time. I really want you to hone in on the things of God because you'll miss something significant. Don't you can comment. I'm not saying don't comment, but don't get so caught up in the comments. I remember somebody told me they had to come off of Facebook and go to Instagram because they would just get consumed. Oh, they, they talking about my rug. They would just get consumed in the comments. So don't get distracted during this time. This time is sanctified. The Lord was telling me this morning that this time is a very sanctified. Our devotional time is a very sanctified time before God. I don't want you to treat this time casually as if God is not meeting us here because God is meeting us here, right? Um, and so in this fast time, I, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for this. Um, God is preparing us and taking us to a place of time of fasting. We're going to learn how to fast correctly. We're going to have a cause for our fast. Um, and we are going to set. So I need you to find an altar space. I need you to find an altar space. I need you to find a place in your house, a place in your room. I also, if you work outside your house, I need you to create an altar time in your office. It's going to be very important for you in this season as God is manifesting his blessings, but also as he's giving instruction and giving wisdom. Because here's what I know about the enemy during the time of fast. He's going to try to pull you into some things that don't look like God. So you need to also have a little set if it's your lunchtime where you, it can even be your car in which you set aside some time that we call this altar time or this altar space on my lunchtime, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes so that you can build up your most holy faith. Because whenever God gives you what you're going to fast, three, 60, 30, 60, how many days, three days. Um, if you fast half a day, if you're going to fast off television, whatever, I'm just telling you, if you've never fasted before, if you've never been in this place before, the tempter comes in to do anything to distract you. Well, if you put yourself into an altar space, if you create a space, if you create a time, and can I tell you something about that time? This is just wisdom from God. The time that you set up, set aside for God, leave absolutely no room for distractions. So if your phone is going to be a problem, don't take your phone in the altar place. Don't take your phone in the altar place. Um, if people, because most of us will see a phone call come in and we'll treat that phone call as if it's more important than God, right? Or we'll treat a notification as if it's more important to God. So don't take your phone into the altar place. If you're going to have a difficulty in your altar place, also setting a specific time. If you know you got to work and you're walking into a season of fasting or you're walking into a, a specific place, then you're going to probably during a fast time have to change your schedule around so that you can meet God at your altar place. And I'm, my prayer is that your altar place, your sanctified place um, becomes your tabernacle and we can go to psalms 27 for the altar um for the hiding thank you holy spirit i like to back everything up in scripture um we can go to psalms 27 and it talks to us about having altar time or space it says uh psalms 27 and 8 it says my heart has heard you say come and talk with me my god 
And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Do not leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. And if you back in 27, he says, the one thing I seek after, this is David, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating in his temple. And so for those of us that cannot be at the church at all times, meditating in his temple is also creating a place of altar, a place in which, and then he goes, for he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me at his sanctuary. I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. So sanctifying ourselves, sanctifying a place set aside for God is necessary and it's important. Growing up, my grandmother did that and I didn't get it. And I didn't understand it and I was trying to figure it out. And now I understand how important my altar place is for him because also on the altar, he begins to burn up the chaff. Also on the altar, he begins to burn up the chaff. He's going to burn up anything inside you that does not look like him if you allow him to. When he was touching Jeremiah's lips with fire, with coal, he will burn up anything inside of you as long as you give him permission to. The Holy Spirit will go and do the greater work on the altar. And so if you're really ready for this experience, if you're really ready for the encounter, if you're really ready for um, things to be broken off your life, if you're really ready for change to come, if you're really ready for transformation, transformation, then I'm giving you the things that have to take place. And people are like, I don't require all that. And I'm like, ah, it does require all that for significant change to take place in your life. So find you a dedicated space, commit that space to be an altar presence. If you work all day, I need you to find a dedicated place at work. The reason the enemy has been able to pull on you so much as work at work is because you won't set aside a dedicated time for him and call that time altar time and reserve that time altar. You can build an altar anywhere. You can build an altar in your car. You can build an altar in your bathroom. You can build an altar in your office. I don't care if you got a little cubicle. You can build a little sanctuary in your cubicle in which you create just some little scriptures and set it in that place. Um, choose a specific time and stay committed to that time. And stay committed to that time. Do not waver from that time. Consistency. The Lord just keeps speaking to me. And the thing that I keep praying for his people is that we become consistent in the things of God because consistency is the thing, right? So it's, it's the thing. Consistency is the thing. Being consistent in the things of God um, and not consistent in a way where we're not uh, in his presence or not in place and in positions and not building up religious um, idols to God, but consistent in the things of God. So that, that I felt necessary that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share that with you guys, finding the altar. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, corrected vision and what happens, happens during the fast is corrected vision. And I'm going to share two stories with you and I'm going to give you two scriptures to meditate on. And then we're going to go into another part of Isaiah. We're going to do this pretty quickly. And then we're going to get out of here. Um, and so when my son was born, my oldest son, he'll be 27 in a few weeks. Uh, when he was born, um, we did not recognize that he was born with a cataract in his eye. And so when, oh my 
God, Holy Spirit, come on now, give birth to this thing. When he was born uh, with the cataract in his, his eye, the doctors didn't pick it up. We didn't notice. They did all his different things. Well, by the time that he got to, I think it was kindergarten, and they were doing eye exams on him in school. He got to kindergarten, they were doing eye exams on him in school. And um, as they were doing eye exams on him in school, they noticed that his vision in one particular eye, he could not see out of this eye. He couldn't see. Um, and they instructed us to go to the doctor and go get his eyes checked. And so we went to the doctor and one of his eyes tested fine. It was 20-20 vision, but his, I think it was his right eye tested 20 100 and I was like 2100 or even it was even worse than that and so they said the doctor said something there's something blocking his eye and we believe that he has a cataract and I'm like he a cataract he's a brand new baby like he's a little bitty boy what is he doing with a cataract and at that time we were in transition we were moving to Michigan my dad pastors and lives in Michigan and we were making a transition to Michigan. And as we were making this transition into Michigan, we wound up going to see an eye specialist at the Kellogg Eye Center. And they confirmed for us that he was born with a cataract, that he had a cataract. And that also uh, what he had learned to do, because I was like, well, how did I miss this? You know, as a mother, I was like, how did I miss this? How could I not see that he couldn't see? I began to look back at pictures that he was, shay hold cool, that he had. A, that as he was a baby and the man said well what was happening was was he was learning to become dependent on one eye and as he was learning to become dependent upon one eye one eye was growing really strong and so he said perhaps you notice my god that he was leaning in one direction I'm not going to shout. I'm not going to shout. He said, perhaps you noticed that he was leaning, like he was leaning in one direction. And as I went, begin to went, go back and I begin to reflect, he was, he was a little bit offside. He was a little bit lopsided. He was learning to see out of only one eye and not seeing out of both eyes, right? And so he was leaning in one direction, which also meant he was blindsided, which also meant there was things that he should have been seeing that he couldn't see, which also meant his peripheral was off, which also meant there was a blockage, which also meant there was an unnatural thing that was coming against him that was preventing him and that was keeping him from seeing what he needed to see. And so I'm, I'm, I'm telling you today, this eye, this thing, we talked about our eyes being lamp. Um, Matthew 7, 13, 14 is the scripture I need to give you. Enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and the narrow and narrow the road that leads to life. And then only a few find it. And I was asking the Lord, I said, if only a few are finding it, what's happened? And he was sharing with me, daughter, they're not operating with corrected vision they're leaning they're lopsided and think I thought I started thinking about every moment in my life in which I've been lopsided in which I've been leaning only in one direction in which I haven't had full scope that one of my eyes or something spiritually in my life has been blocked come on Holy Spirit by something else something has kept me from seeing the fullness I, it could have been a relationship it could have been a circumstance it could have been the situation with my children it could have been money it could have been my faith whatever it was 
kept me lopsided. It kept me from leaning in the right direction. It kept me being from being connected to the things of God. It kept me looking at things on a very broad path when God was calling me and causing me to come and look into a very narrow direction. And I'm telling you, what's going to happen is they'll become, there's clarity in the fast that will cause you to learn, to yearn and lean on the narrow path, right? A fast is going to bring you into a narrow path. It's going to bring you into a narrow path. So after we had surgery, after he had surgery, um, after he had surgery, um, we had to wear a patch. It looked like a pirate's patch. And as we were wearing the pirate's patch, it was to build strength in his eyes. He had to have the old lens removed. He had to have a brand new lens put in. And then he had to learn. Come on now, Holy Spirit, you can shout. You can shout. He had to learn to he had to learn to correct uh, we, we we he had to learn to um learn to strengthen that eye and so the lord was having us patch the strong eye so that the weak eye could get developed <laughs> he was having us patch the strong eye so that the weak eye could get developed, right? Come on now, Holy Spirit. Yeah, Kim. He was having us patch the strong eye so that the weak eye can get developed. And often what we do in our life is we focus on our strengths and we miss out our weakness. We're missing the weaknesses. We're missing the places that we cannot see. We're missing the places that are blind. We're missing the places that are not constructed. And the Lord is like, I'm trying to get you on this narrow gate because this wide gate, this broad gate, this road that you've been on is leading to destruction. And it's a whole lot of people on this road and it looks really successful and it looks like it's manifesting and it looks like things have happening, but that road is way too broad for where I'm going. And so I need to get you on this small, narrow road. And I'm going to do this for you through fasting. I'm going to do this through for you through fasting. I'm going to strengthen you through fasting. I'm going to strengthen you to, and take you to a place that you've never taken before because I need to correct your vision. I need to correct your vision. You had a blind spot and didn't even realize it. You had a blind spot and didn't even realize it. You had some, you, you, he was born. We didn't even know he was born with this. He, you were, you were born with something. There was some type of generational, come on, Holy Spirit. There was some generational curse. There was something to attached to you. There was something on, there was a blind spot. You had a blind spot and didn't even know it. He had a blind spot and didn't even know it. And so in this, he's going to reveal to you what that blind spot is so that you can walk into the full manifestation. Yokes are going to be destroyed. Um, bondages, people are going to be set free. There's going to be different manifestation in your money. It's going to be change come. Because why? The word tells us anytime that, and I read that to you in Isaiah 58, and I'm going to read that to you again until we get it and we understand it. Anytime there is a real fast, anytime we are in God's presence, anytime the glory of the Lord is manifesting on our life, then we're going to begin to significantly experience those change. Proverbs 14 and 12 says to us, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. <laughs> There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. So fasting should bring us to a place of repentance. Um, fasting should be for a cause. We talked about that a little bit. We're going to get into that more. And fasting should bring a result to us as well. And I, Tracy, I'm not ignoring you. I saw that. We have not set a time to fast yet. The Lord has not given me dates. Um, the Lord may lead you to fast daily from here on out. The Lord 
Lord may be leading you into a fast right now. I'm pretty sure he's going to pull us into a corporate path fast. But what I need you to do right now is be real, real sensitive to the voice of God because he may say tomorrow to Tracy, wake up and I need you to fast today until 12 right? I need you to fast until today until 12. What God is giving us right now is clarity, is direction, and is wisdom, the wisdom, the things that we need from the fast, and really revealing to us um, the places and the spaces in which we need to, that need to be dealt with in the fast. Um, If revelation doesn't come to you of what you need to deal with, then you'll be fasting without a cause. You'll be fasting without a cause. And we don't want to fast without a cause because we want strongholds to be broken. We want to experience um, a higher level of God. We want to be able to walk fully in our purpose. We want our altar moment to be so precious that it causes us to encounter God daily. Do you know that you walk, you were created to commune with God 24 hours, seven days? I keep telling you, you the breath of God, baby. You the breath of God, baby. So let's read Isaiah 58 again. Let's read Isaiah 58 again. Um, And then we're going to get a little bit more revelation from that. I love when God bit by bits us because I know he's teaching us a thing. And then we'll go from there. It says, shout out with the voice of triumph, trumpet blast, shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins, yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We've been very hard on ourselves and you didn't even notice. I will tell you why I respond. It's because you're fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep a pressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? The kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds, bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is that what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly in prison. Fasting should be destroying and breaking yokes. Free those. It should be broad. It should be changing things. It should be manifesting things. It says you keep oppressing. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? The kind of fasting will never get you everywhere. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from them relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will heal quickly. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of the walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. 
I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance. I promised your ancestor Jacob, I, the Lord, have spoken, right? I, the Lord, have spoken. So yesterday I explained to you that the Lord was exposing the shallow. I know just reading that within itself is powerful. The Lord will expo was exposing the shallow worship of his people. He was he was exposing the shallow worship. He was speaking to them, to them loud and directly, but he but he's asking really, do they even have ears to hear what I'm saying? Or is it that they're leaning to one side? It is very easy for us to get into habits with God. Come on, Holy Spirit. It's very easy for us to get in habits with God. And when we get into habits with God, because we may have a cataract or we were born or we have something blocking our vision, it'll lean us only to one side of God. Remember our, our counter scripture, our base scripture, 1 Corinthians 2.14 says the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, that but considers them foolishness. And cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. They are discerned only through the spirit. And so you, if, you're, if you're like my son was, he couldn't even see that he couldn't see. And we couldn't tell he couldn't see either. We couldn't tell he couldn't see either. We couldn't tell he couldn't see either. He didn't know he couldn't see. He thought his sight um, he called me the other day and says, mom, I really wish I would have kept patching my eye, right? Because the doctor told him to patch his eye. Well, he let embarrassment set in. Come on, this is a word for somebody. He let embarrassment set in. He was embarrassed to to patch. He um, he didn't want to patch because he was um, he didn't like the way the, the, the patch looked. He was afraid of what other people were going to say about him. And because of that, his eye is still weak. His eye is still weak. And he called me the other day. He said, mother, I wish I would have followed your instructions and patched my eye or followed the instructions of the doctor and patched my eye so that my eye could be strong. Because what the doctor had gave us was that was telling us that this eye will begin to heal itself. And after corrective surgery, this eye will begin to walk into the full capacity that it was supposed to, but he's got to follow these instructions. He's got to do these things so that it will manifest the way that it's supposed to manifest. But he chose not to. And now he's like, my vision is not complete what it should be. So something should be completed in us during a time of fast. Um, God described their appearance. And this is the last thing I want to leave you. He said, they seek me daily and know my ways. He said, on the surface, it seemed that God's people loved him and they were devoted to them. They had a reputation uh, uh, as a nation that did righteousness and they looked like a people that were delighting in approaching God. They looked like the people. And then he said, but then why have, if you're fasting, if you're doing these things, if you're seeking me daily, he begins to expose the shallow of their worshipness. Why isn't love manifesting? Why are you still oppressing people? Why are you still talking about people? Why are you not living in faith? Why are you still doubting me? Why is change not manifesting? Why are these things not happening? If you're fasting the way that you say you're fasting, then why aren't these things manifesting and happening? Right? Because there cannot be the depth 
Why are your prayers not getting answered? There has to be a depth. There has to be a place. There has to be a holy place in which we've got to tap in and reach into the things of God. But if your vision is not corrected, my God, if you don't see spiritually the way God sees, then you're going to miss this. You're going to be on the wide path and it seems successful. And I'm talking about even according to religious and we go to church, you're going to be on this wide path and it seems great, but it's leading you to a road of destruction. He says to us, Jesus says, small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few are going to find it. Only a few are going to find it. Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. So your question got to be to the Lord today. Am I on a wide right path? And if I'm on a wide path, show me this. Show me this. Show me this. Show me where I'm on the wide path. Where am I on the wide path? This is Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Why am I on this wide path? And a wide path can look like Israel. They can look righteous. They can look like they're seeking him daily. They can look like they're delighting to know his ways. They can look on the surface like they're receiving God, that they're doing things according to God, but there's no substance. They're operating from a very shallow place. And I talked to you about reading on the heart and reading on the fertile soul, uh, soil. And I believe the Lord is going to lead us into the place to talk about the fertility of our heart as in relation to what he's preparing us for and what a fast will do for the fertility of our heart. So take notes in this today. Ask about this path. <laughs> Ask about this path that you on. Ask him about the path. Ask him about the path that you on. Ask him, is there a shallowness in my praise? Is there a shallowness in my worship? Is there a shallowness in my study? time. Ask him, Lord, am I in my right way? And then be quiet long enough to listen to him. You got to quiet your soul because it'll be screaming out things to you that don't even align to your spirit with your spirit. You got to quiet your soul. You got to learn how to quiet your soul because it'll scream things. And that's not your spirit, man. That's your soulish ways that have been leading you for a long time. When your spirit, your spirit, soul, and body, when your spirit, man, needs to take over and teach your soul new things. That's why we have soul ties and all those other things. I hope that helps y'all. I love y'all. So I, I hope that helps you today. I hope that gives you enough to meditate on today. I love y'all so much. We're going to get off here. Um, I love you more than you know. I want you to chew on that today. I don't want you to rush up from the table. I want you to take that to your altar. If you've not built an altar to God, I need you to go build an altar to God today. I need you to ask the Holy Spirit, show me the most sanctified place in my house so that I can get in a position and pray so that I can begin to consecrate myself before God so that I can be begin to lay before God so that I love you too, baby, so that I can be able to uh, manifest my destiny so I can walk into my purpose with clarity and vision. And I don't know who has a transportation service, but when these things pop off, can you please tell me? I don't know who that is. They just came back up in my spirit again. I don't know who has a transportation service. I don't know if you're a Lyft driver. I don't know. That's transportation service. I don't know if you're a limo driver. I don't know if you're on buses, but whoever has this transportation, transportation service, 
please let me, please write in and tell the ministry when all this pops off for you, because I, I'm not just declaring it. I hear the Lord and I hear him saying, I hear you. Okay, Kiara, it's probably more. Whoever it is, just mark this day, mark this day down that God's vi God visited you and talked to you about your vision and talked to you about your business and ask him to give you creativity, to ask him to give you wisdom, ask him to give you knowledge, ask him to give you understanding. If you came on late, then go back to the beginning because the Lord had me pray for transportation service and also he had me pray for authors. And so if your transportation, if you have a transportation service, I believe God is going to do something very significant. Okay. For your transportation service today in Jesus name. I love y'all so much. I love y'all more than you can imagine, but God loves you so more. So I need you to do me a favor. I need you to let God do something special for someone today. Even if it's just checking on them, sow a seed into someone's life today. Be a blessing to someone today. And then consider partnering with this ministry. Y'all know what it is. All the information is on the website. Your partnership is not in vain. I love y'all so much. I'll see you guys this evening at 6 p.m. Y'all pray for Bible study. If you have any prayer requests, email them to us at contact us at LakeishaMJohnson.com. We would love to pray for you. We would love to pray for your businesses. We pray for business. There's an entrepreneurship anointing on my life. Uh, there's a breakthrough anointing on my life. And we love to pray for businesses. We love to pray for breakthroughs. We love to pray for restoration. So I'm just believing God for everything. Well, you better take that. If you are Uber driving anything else, you better take that by faith. Now, let me pray this prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day. I thank you for your people today. I thank you for your word on today. I thank you for clarity, for vision, for teaching us how to fast. I thank you, Father God, for um, giving us clear eyesight, for correcting our vision today, for showing us anything in our life. Hmm that does not line up with your word. If we've been in gossip, if we've been backbiting, if we've been talking about people, if we've been in strife, if we've been in contention, if we've been in lewdness and crudeness and sexual immorality and anything that is lined, not lined up with the spirit, will you reveal it to us today, Lord? If there is any, if we have a blind side or a blind spot, will you reveal it to us today, Lord? Will you show us, Holy Spirit, the areas that do not align, even if we think they align with it? If we're too busy, if we're not, Lord, if we're not in this position, in the place, Lord, correct our vision, correct our hearts so that we are obeying you, Father God. And please forgive us for being disobedient, Lord God. I pray for your people today. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. I cancel every assignment of the enemy off their life in Jesus name. And I thank you, Father God, that they're coming to the end of themselves today and coming to a place in you like never before. Now, Father God, I pray for the lost. I pray for anyone that has not accepted you as Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior. And we thank you, Father God, that the eyes of their heart and the hope and understanding and the call that you have on their life is manifesting. And they'll understand right now in this moment how much they need you. We will not take for granted that everyone on this devotional is saved, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that they're just admitting they're a sinner. If that's you, do that right now. Admit you're a sinner. That you're they're admitting that you're a sinner. Father God, that they are accepting by faith and grace that you've saved them, that they come into terms with their righteousness. And that's even for the backslidden person, that they come into terms with their righteousness today. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. I'd, I'd love for y'all to come in place to the Bible study. I'd love, I'd love for you. I'd love for you. I'd love for you too. I love you so much. And I'll see you in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite somebody in. Love, peace, and blessings. Miss Sandra Eiler, if you're on here today, I just need you to know how much I love you. 
I need you to know if, if, if I need you to know, woman of God, I love you. I just needed to say that to you today and openly, publicly, Miss Eiler, I love you with everything in me. If you see this later, you're going to know today that Lakeisha M. Johnson loves you, loves your spirit, and I divinely feel connected to you exactly where you are. I'll see y'all. Share the love today. Share the peace today. Love y'all. Peace. Blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.